Okay, what is up? And welcome back. We have another uh, returning guest who is uh, my brother, and I'm very excited to have our conversation today. Last time he was on the podcast, he was just an engaged man and a uh, collegiate athlete, but now he is a married man and a professional athlete. So, uh, Chance, welcome back to my podcast. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me back. Well, you know that everybody, (laughs) no one can really hear you. It's just me and you right now. Well, yeah. This isn't like a live audience kind of thing. For when it airs, but you have the sitcom stuff in that cool studio that you have going back there, right? Like you have like the laugh button, the clap button. Uh-huh. Like when I say some good stuff. Yes, it'll be it'll be mute the whole the whole time. Then if if you're on the podcast, good. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, I mean, really, you've you've had you've had a lot of life change since the last time you were on the podcast. It's been it's been it's been yeah. over a year now. Has it been over a year? When did we? When did we have that? Early in the baseball season. It was when you played oh, Georgia. It was like the week after you played Georgia. Week which, after I played Georgia, so which yeah, y'all played Georgia still, in March of last year. So it's been over yeah. a year. I was still a twenty-one-year-old man then. No, you're a twenty-one-year-old kid. Now you're a twenty-two-year-old man. Bingo. There you are. And a married man at that. And it, yeah, like like I said, collegiate athlete to engaged man to married man to professional athlete. So how's that? Yeah. Uh, how's that been working out for you? Uh, it's been working out a lot better than being engaged and being at different colleges and whatnot. Um, being being married and being able to do this whole um, pro ball life together has made it a lot easier. Uh, I mean, me and Maya, we spent the first month of spring training apart because they brought us up early and gave us like a two week notice. And so I had the apartment in Tampa until the end of go until the end of February. And they brought us up on February 1st. And, uh, and so I told Maya, I was like, well, there's no point in there's no point in you living in a hotel any longer than you have to. Cause I thought we were going to be in hotels for the whole season for the whole six months. Um, but they just changed us up to apartments this year. So you're looking at my nice, um, background right here in the apartment, um, looking right into some other people's stuff. Yeah. Look, uh, looking right into the downtown area. No, that's, that's like our courtyard. Oh, never mind. That's, that's, that's other people. Oh, okay. Apartment. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. Um, but still, though, it's way better than a hotel. Um, and it's just so much nicer, um, you know, just getting to um, be married and get to live together um, during this time instead of having her just come visit. It's nice to have, like, your person with you all the time, especially through all the ups and downs and just the crazy times of pro ball. Yeah, I know. It really is so much nicer having, you know, being together. Because even when me and Sadie were engaged, we were long distance, and it was – not a fun you know it was just not fun i was in auburn she was in nashville and now when y'all were engaged you were in georgia she was in tallahassee you were in atlanta she was in tallahassee yeah but not, not now y'all are both together in uh in delaware now we're a force to be reckoned with in wilmington delaware a force to be reckoned with i love it yeah well i mean because you're you know you're still you're still early on into the whole marriage thing granted i am too hey um, we we just hit our six months five days ago Really? Six months already? Mm-hmm. I did not realize that. Time flies when you're having fun. That is true. And also time flies just regardless. In general, it really does. It's crazy. The fact that it's already like the middle of April is nuts. What have you learned the most in six <sighs> months of marriage? Um, being selfless, I would say, is definitely the is definitely the biggest thing that I've learned, especially um, you know, because there's gonna be times when you don't necessarily feel like doing stuff that your wife 
would like for you to do, especially if that's her love language, you know, like uh, acts of service. Um, like, you know, it's like every night Maya would get in bed and then I'll be just about to go get in bed. And then she's like, Oh, can you lock all the doors and go f- refill my water? And, and then she'll have like a list of like four things for me to do. And, you know, it's like, sometimes I'm like, like, of course I do them all, but you know, sometimes I'll have to, you know, get ready before you get in bed That's get yourself so ready. <laughs> That's so true. No, Sadie does the same stuff. It's like, did you not like time prep? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you just expect me to do it? I think so. And so I think, and, and I mean, there's countless other things, you know, to be selfless with in marriage. Um, you know, whether it's just even small things of like dropping a phone call of whoever you're on the phone with to answer your wife and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it's just been, it's, it's been super fun though. You know, like getting to serve her in that way has definitely been, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Although, you know, there are times like, where you can't get frustrated at like when it's 1130 at night and you're super tired and you're refilling your water because you know, it's like, I'm going to do this before I get in bed. And then you hear a shot from the bedroom. Can you refill my water? And so then you're like, yes. <laughs> then you walk all the way in there, all the way back out and then all the way back into the bedroom. But it's so um, funny. Cause, cause you would not have been like that when you were dating. Uh, well, it depends on which stage of the dating, you know. Well, granted, y'all didn't live together when you were dating, but bingo. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, you're a lot, you're a lot more prone to be like, you know, like you know, just more enthusiastic and you know, more upbeat and giddy, which you still are. But you know, those, those annoyances kind of get more prevalent when you spend. Well, I every think day I think together. they get more prevalent because they get more often. You know, it's like, it's like whenever you're dating, like, you know, whenever we were dating, we came and visited y'all. It'd be like, okay, she's only asked me to do this two times ever, like to get her water, like whenever she's in bed. And then now it's like five nights out of the week. Can you refill my water? You know? And so it's pretty, (laughs) it's pretty funny. Um, But yeah, it's just that the, it's just that the acts of service are a lot more once you go from like even engaged to married, um, you know, especially since we didn't live together before, um, before we were married, you know, it's just the, yeah, like the selflessness and the acts of service, just all those moments just become like, I guess, um, they just like, you just have to become a lot more aware of all those situations because you're with the person way more. So like way more of those opportunities, are coming to you now instead of whenever, you know, y'all are just spending kind of half of a day with one another. Now you're married and you're from, from the time your eyes open to the time your eyes close, you're with one another every day. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if my eyes like this, but Sadie will do this often and it, it drives me crazy, but we'll be driving somewhere. And let's say, let's say I'm driving. We'll uh-huh. be going somewhere. She's in the passenger seat. We'll park. And then she'll be like, hold on, let me, let me reply to some people real quick. And I'm like, we just drove 20. Like, why were you not texting people back while we were driving? You know, it's like the moment I park, she's like, wait, hold on, hold on. Before we get out of the car, let me, let me do some, let me do something. And she'd be like texting so-and-so back and then texting so-and-so back. And I'll be like, like your time yeah, management. You I'm like, what were you doing the last 20 minutes? Just sitting there like, well, but it's like, like, even, like, like we'll pull in the driveway and it's like, wait, hold on, hold on. 
like let me let me let me let me let me look up something real quick and it'd be like why do you not just look it up on the drive oh yeah maya loves long car rides um like she loves she loves she loves road trips and i don't like road trips really but um whenever i'm driving for some reason i mean she gets the most text messages out of anybody in the world that i've ever seen like she can go a day without answering her phone and have like uh, over 100 messages that she's got to go through and she wants to go like diligently go through them. You know, I kind of like whenever I get backed up over about 20 messages, I just kind of treat it like my birthday. I'll just open them, put up a thumbs up and say like, thank you. You and, know, or and like, a, and just eight, give an 18 of those 20 are from a group message. Well, yeah, probably sometimes. Yeah. And see, but see Maya, whenever she gets all those from a group message, she'll want to like read and reply. I'm just like open and swipe out and clear out your notifications. Yeah. You know? If you get that much so, up on a group text, there's no going back from that for sure. It, bingo. Yeah. Especially when they're still texting and she'll be trying to, she'll be trying to catch up into it. Like whenever we're on the road trips, I'm like trying to talk to her and she's like, hold on, wait, I'm trying to catch up on my messages. I'm like, just give them like a, just give them a whatever reply. It's been two months since you opened this message. Like, you know, it's like they're not going to be hurt whenever they see that you didn't reply two months later. If you're listening to this and you're an adrenaline junkie, then you're just like me. And what I love about Ice Barrel is that it allows me uh, to just fuel that adventure side of me and just the adrenaline because if you're sitting there wondering what is ice barrel it's a cold therapy training tool that makes it super easy to incorporate ice baths into your routine and you might be also be wondering what are the benefits of it and it's uh so many benefits there's better recovery and performance it improves mood and brain function it can help alleviate depression and anxiety it activates the nervous system it helps with pain management reduces inflammation and it also helps improve your heart rate variability and what I love about Ice Barrel more than any other cold tubs that I've tried is the way that it allows you to sit upright in the cold tub. Most of the ones, you, you know, you're kind of laying on your back more so in a sense, and you're not really sitting upright like you are in the Ice Barrel. And I love how much just less space it takes up. Most of the ones just take up a lot of space, and I can fit my Ice Barrel just right in the back corner of my porch. And I love how lightweight and portable it is. It drains super easy. There's a spigot on the bottom that if you need to drain it, you can drain it super easy. And if you need to fill it up, you just obviously turn your spigot the other way and then the water stops going. And it's super durable. It's compact. It's made in the USA. And it's also made of 100% recycled material. And you can also get one for as little as $90 a month. I worked with Ice Barrel to help get y'all $125 off so that you can try it and see if you like it as much as I do. I threw a link in the show notes and you'll see me sharing more on social media too. You can go to icebarrel.com slash Christian and use code Christian to get $125 off. Icebarrel offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's icebarrel.com slash Christian and use code Christian to get $125 off. Get colder, feel better, and let me know what y'all think. Well, what do you, do, you, do you feel like that's the thing that you know, cause you talked about, you've learned about being selfless in marriage. Do you think that's the thing that you've learned them? Like, do you feel like you being selfish is kind of the thing that you've learned from most? And what do you feel like you're most selfish with? Most selfish with, um, I mean, it could be like, like those tasks like that, you know, that you kind of would expect them to do, but you know, they ask you to do it, which is not a bad thing, um, but you just kind of have that forethought of like, well, you could have done it kind of just this, <laughs> just the rudeness. Um, I don't know. I like, I don't know if it's because I'm still early in marriage or whatnot, but I mean, really no acts of service have been like, like I really haven't felt like 
selfish in any way, I guess, like that. Like, I feel like, you know, sometimes whenever she'll ask me to do some, some things like that, like, you know, I'll just give her like the comment, like I would to anybody like, Hey, you know, like, let's maybe just get ready before you get in bed. But like, of course I'm still going to do this for you because I love you, but just like next time, you know, (laughs) you just polite, you put, yeah, you politely ask. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the same thing with you. Like if you asked me to go do like three things before you got in bed, whenever you're home during my Christmas break, I would do them for you. And then that's so not true. What? You would not know you. If I was laying in bed upstairs and I said, hey, can you go get me a water? You're crazy. Well, because you have waters in your room. But if you said, hey, go get me. If you said, hey, go get me a blue Powerade with some ice. I would, I'd be like, okay. And then I'd go do it for you. And then I'd come back up and say like, maybe do this before you get in bed. That is so not true. That don't even act like I don't do so much. If you came up the stairs and I said, Hey, can you go give me a blue powder with ice? You would not walk back down the stairs, go to the fridge, go to the ice machine and then bring that up for me and just say, Hey, next time do that. You would say, no, you can do that. 100%. Well, it just depend on what kind of mood you caught me in. No, am I no, just any, am I am I am mood. I up am I up three zero on you and ping pong that night or are we tied or <laughs> you've never been up three zero on me and ping pong? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you I'm know that's kidding. not true. You've been up on me three zero a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, last last marriage thing I want to ask you: what's uh like what's something that you expected going in that maybe hasn't been the case? Like what's something that you know, that you were expecting that didn't happen or something that you weren't, weren't expecting that did happen or whatever. We're expecting that did happen. Um, or just whatever, like vice versa or something that you, well, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, since I talk so much and Maya can talk so much, like I felt like we would always be talking like 24 seven with one another. And, um, and you know, and we do have like a lot of good conversations, especially like whenever we're out at dinner, you know, like, um like we'll see all these older couples that like are just like i mean we haven't heard we haven't seen them open their mouths except to put food in and we're like man you know i hope we don't ever get to be like that couple and which i don't think we will but you know there's just times where it's like when you're just kind of hanging out like at home like um just like sitting on the couch and whatnot that like the peace that you get from just like being with your person like in a quiet room like you don't have to be like necessarily like talking or even touching but just like kind of getting to be like in the same room space with them is like super comforting um and i don't know if i would say that's not something that like i didn't expect but i felt like i was gonna have to like kind of have like a more like like physical touch with them like have to be touching them or like have to be like kind of talking with them or whatnot but you know like she can be sitting up here at the counter like working on whatever she's working on. And I can be um, sitting back on the couch, either like reading my Bible, doing some blog stuff, or, um, you know, if I don't have any of that going on, maybe playing some phone games. Um, And, you know, and I can just feel like, like just kind of like the peace and comfort of just like being in the same room and like, just like being around her. Okay. So as I mentioned at the beginning, um, you are not only married now, but you're also playing baseball for the national. So, um, you know, and like I said, you and I have done that together. Y'all moved to West Palm and then you're in Tampa and now you're in Delaware. How has, um, how has all that just transitions been being married and how has that been? Uh, it's been, 
It's been fun. It's been, I, I can definitely tell you it's a lot better probably to do married than to do engaged oh, um, sure. or even dating. Um, but it's been fun. We're going to be expert movers by the time I'm done playing baseball because let's see, we moved from, we moved, we moved into seaside for like two weeks and then we moved to Tampa for, for four months, three or four months. And then we moved to West Palm for a month or two months for me, one month for her. And then we picked up and moved now to Delaware. And then, you know, I mean, anything here could change. You could be here for, you could be here for a month and a half and then move up or move down, or you could be here for, you could be here for the whole six months or, you know, um, and then still at the end of the season, then you got to pack everything up, move on home. Um, could you get so, like you know, traded somewhere like next week, possibly? Um, I don't think I would, but like, you know, I think, uh, actually, I honestly don't really know how baseball stuff works with trade deadlines and whatnot, yeah. but I think so. I think people could just be traded <laughs> at any point. <laughs> I don't really know. You like finally get planted there, then they're like, yeah, we're you're gonna go to Utah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that happened to one of our AAA guys, one of our AAA guys. <clears throat> moved everything in up in Rochester, New York. He made the whole travel up there. He was there for one day, played one game, and then one of our big leaguers like got placed on the 10-day IL. So then they moved him from Rochester back all the way back down to D.C. So then he had to pack everything up and move on down to D.C. Yeah, but that's a different case, though. He got moved up to the major leagues. He's not getting traded. Well, yeah, but I mean, well, yeah, still, you can get traded, I think, just kind of like at any point. Yeah, but I was just saying, you just gave that example, and I'm just saying, like, that's a... Well, I know, but I'm just giving you the example of, like... (laughs) Okay, I see what you're saying. This guy was there for literally a day thinking that, like, okay, like, I'm in AAA, and then now he's... now, Now he... I mean, obviously, that's a... That's a much more hype case than like being like, oh, great. I'm like, you know, moving from wherever to wherever. Like this guy's now in the big leagues, but it's just still like the craziness factor of like, you can be here like for one day and like have like this plan of what you're going to do in AAA. And then next day, some dude gets hurt and then you're up in the big leagues. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk a lot about AG1 because it's something that I love to do. It's something that I've been taking for about a year and a half, maybe even almost two years now. And it's something that I take uh, usually in the mornings before my workout routine. And I feel like it gives me a uh, boost of energy. It helps my immune system. It tastes delicious, which also just helps. And uh, I don't like taking pills either. And this has just been an awesome supplement that I can work in my routine that gives me all the benefits that I feel like I need. And AG1 was designed with ease in mind so that you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. It's seriously the healthiest thing that you can do in under just a minute. And every scoop of AG1 has 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that have huge benefits like gut and mood support, boost of energy, and it's even great for skin, hair, and nails. It's just high quality stuff that's good for you. And there's so many people that I've told about AG1. My uh, parents are on it. I started to tell my brother about it. Everyone that listens on the podcast, I'll have them reviews come on to tell me that they're taking it now. I've had the Duck Commander guys on it, uh, specifically the Duck Call Room podcast guys. Um, my neighbor's on it that I've mentioned him a few times. And we've been traveling a lot here 
coming up before Haven's born in the next uh, month or so. Honestly, really at this point, pretty crazy. But all that to say, every time I travel, I take my travel packs with me from AG1. They're just the little travel packs that I can just put in however much water I want. They're super easy. I can put them in my backpack, my suitcase, my dop kit, wherever they fit, basically anywhere that you want to bring them. And I need that health on the go wherever we travel. So I always bring those travel packs with me. And I noticed that AG1 helps me with my mood, my energy. I feel like when I before I go to the gym, it really gives me uh, just the energy that I need. Sometimes if I don't want to take you know heavy pre pre workout with a lot of caffeine, I can take my AG1, and it tastes delicious. It's going to give me the energy that I need, and I know that I'm getting all my vitamins and minerals that I need uh, before I'm about to go do a heavy squat session or whatever. I might be doing. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash huff. That's athleticgreens.com slash huff. Go check it out. Well, something I do want to talk about. So, um, you know, this past, I guess it was the past, this past fall, um, you hit your first hundred mile an hour fastball pitch. Yeah, which I don't know what I don't know why I said fastball because I don't know what else you would throw a hundred miles an hour. Change up. <laughs> you could never throw a hundred mile an hour change up. Plus, somebody could, not me though. I don't know. Uh, probably. Uh, okay, so kind of sh- share the story on that real quick because I mean, do we first off? Do we? I mean, could the gun have been juiced a little bit, or was do we really think it was legitimate a hundred? The gun could have been juiced, but. <laughs> What the scoreboard says is what the scoreboard says. That's so true. You can't, I mean, that's like, I don't really know what to compare it to. That'd be like if I was to run like a, like a 4240 on laser or something like that, you know, and then someone's like, well, could the lasers have been off? Like, yeah, the lasers could have been off, but says that I ran a 4240. So it's the same thing with a radar gun. That's so true. Well, I mean, you have a highly more likely chance of throwing a hundred than running a four two forty. Me myself, yes. <laughs> what do you think? You, I, I don't. I don't think you could run a. I don't know. I, I don't. I. You could probably. I'm run definitely a, five a sub five. I'm the sub five. Come on. I, I'm probably pushing. I think on a good day, I could probably get like a high four eight. All right, possibly. All right, well, tell it why. Well, t- well, well t- tell a story of you throwing a hundred. Um, because you came in to relieve a, the game. Yeah, it was a cool night. Relieving can be fun because you get to just kind of come in and you know you're only going to go like an inning or two, so you just kind of get to just let out all the gas, I guess. Um, and it was something that I started doing in like whenever I got to Low A up in Fredericksburg. Everybody's out there throwing the football one day. Um, and so I started throwing the football like before the game. And then I was like, man, this feels good. And so then like that night I went into pitch and um, that night I went into pitch and I was like, you know, I'm just going to kind of just act like I'm throwing this like a football. And then, you know, this was the first time that I had like a working velo up on a board in a while. So, I mean, I was breaking my neck, turning around, looking at that thing. But I mean, I was sitting 96 to 98. So I was like, I mean, warranted. Um, and so then, you know, after that, I was like, I was like, dang, that's the hardest I've ever, like, that's the hardest I've ever been sitting and I'm throwing the football. So then I just kind of kept up doing that and just kind of like kept up like with that thinking of just whenever I'm up on the mound, I'm just going to pretty much throw this baseball like a football. And then my velo just kind of kept going up. And then I think that night I was like 97 to 100 
on that scoreboard, which we're going to take as 100. Which is so unfortunate because the only time you've ever thrown 100 in your life, you gave up a hit on it. Yeah, I know. And I just blew the dude away with like 98. And then somehow he catches up to the 100. Yeah, it was, but it was it was still it was still a cool moment. Yeah, but I think I had to do with like two strikes, and I mean I tried to throw that was probably like one of the hardest fastballs I've ever tried to throw in my life, and um, and yeah, and then I think I just missed a spot, and then he hit it, and I was like, dang, what was that? And then I turned around, and looked at the board, and I was like, wow, that was a hundred. And he hit that. How how satisfying was that moment for you? Uh, it was pretty cool. It would have been a lot better if it was a swing and a miss. I think you had um, an 0-2 or 1-2. I can't really remember the count. Yeah, it was, some, it was something like that. It would have been a lot better if it was, uh, oh, if if you, it was a swing or a miss. If you painted the corner with 100, you would have been – your heart yeah. would have been at 190. Yeah, it was it was cool. Like I remember when I was fa- it was in that same series, I was facing Carter Young, who, was, uh, who I played with at Vanderbilt. And um, – I threw him a slider first pitch and it got bald, which I think is still a strike. Yeah, no, it was um, definitely a strike. And then, and then, uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna try and like blow this one by him. And then it was 99, and then it was 2-0. And I was like, what am I doing? Like hitting with wood bats is already hard enough. Like I'm just gonna try and just groove my fastball here. And so, like to me, I felt like I took a lot off of it, and it was still 97. And I was like, wow. Like that, like that was the more satisfying feeling to me than honestly, like seeing the 100 up on the board. Cause I was like, dang, I just tried to take some off of that. And it was still 97. Was that, uh, was that your, uh, pride speaking or was that you being humble? Well, I mean, you know, if we're just talking about what's cooler, like that was like a cooler, that was almost like a, that was like, I guess it'd be a little prideful, but it was like, uh, it was like, like, dang, that's like, that's cool. I can literally, like, I was, I tried to take some off of that fastball and just groove one in there and it was still upper nineties. It's like, I usually like, this isn't a feeling that I'm used to. Yeah. I'm used to, I'm used to taking off a little bit and maybe having like a 92 or a 93. Maybe you should have thrown the football before the game last week. Yeah, I did. It just, it was cold. Oh, you That's did. Be, oh, you did to the football yeah. before last week. Yeah. We'll just uh, say it was cold though. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll just say it was cold. Yeah. Uh, it was okay, cold. Yeah. Your velo was not a hundred last week. <laughs> No, that's okay. It's not gonna be a hundred every time. That's okay. It can't be hundred every time. But it, it wasn't. Yeah, you can't. It wasn't ninety-seven either. So but no, it's okay. it can't be that every it, time. It can't either. be that every time either. No. But hey, for some people it is though. But it's okay. You're gonna. Yeah. You're gonna we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. You're gonna get there. So post that, um, you know, you finish the, uh, you know, you finish the season there in Fredericksburg. You come home for a little bit, um, and mm. then you start off-season training, which I know that was a lot different training stuff than you'd ever done in the past yeah. kind of what were you really doing and how do you feel like all that stuff really helped you because you were doing a lot of stuff one that i'd never do and i'm like it's just funny because we're so polar opposite you're like the most flexible person and i'm like the most uh-huh. stiff unflexible person like ever yeah I, I don't know how that happened or i don't know what genetics you got because our dad's clearly not flexible uh, i think you got dads and i think i probably got moms but I don't think mom's that flexible. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, what was what was your what your off season training look like, and how do you feel like that benefited you for the season? Well, the off season training was really cool. It's something that like I never really had done before. You know, like um, like more of my training that I've just kind of always done is like your traditional. You know, like heavy deadlift, heavy squat, like, and you know, for me being a pitcher, like heavy dumbbell bench. Um, 
and, you know, and just trying to see how much weight I can always put up on any of those, you know, maybe, maybe a little too much of like an ego lifter mindset. Sure. Some may say, um, and you are the dude, but, my, my first episode, I roasted tank top lifters and you are a, for sure, tank top lifter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be a tank top guy. It depends on what kind of day. I'm not a tank top guy to the, to the gym on leg day now, but for a good bench day, yeah, I'd probably be a tank top guy. All right. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that either. If you want to wear a tank top, man, go ahead. You can wear a tank top. Just don't wear one of those like string tank tops. It's like, like, you know, just wear like a sleeveless, you know, just like if this was cut right there. Yeah, I will say there's a difference between sleeveless and the whole, the whole side of yeah. is hanging out for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I'm never one of those guys. I'm not the guy that's got like, that's got the whole side of his shirt cut off. I'm not one of those guys. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, um, but anyways, this all season training was cool. It was just like a lot more different stuff than um what i've ever done you know it's like a lot more focused on like movement and like strengthening like the end ranges um like a lot of like it was like a lot of just like crazy stuff like putting like pressure on like your like putting more pressure on like your big toe to um like feel like driving like in and like working on like the internal rotation of like your hips like turning this way like with like a um like with like a single arm kettlebell RDL, like kind of stuff like that with like bands pulling you all different directions, you know, but I mean, we still had some, like some normal lifts in there. Like you still had like deadlift dumbbell bench and squat and whatnot, but like a lot of the um, accessory lifts that like went along with it were like a lot different and a lot more um, like, I think it was a lot more mindful stuff than like what I'd ever done, you know, like not like, okay, I'm just going to go just grab two heavy dumbbells and just go crank out like six or eight, like RDLs, you know, it was like, okay, I'm gonna put my foot like up on this slant board and have this band, like pulling my ankle this way. And then like rotating into it this way to like get that feel of, and it was cool. Cause of like all the stuff that, like you could kind of like tie back to like, oh, okay, I see like how my hips are going to move like this, like when I'm on the mound and whatnot. Share the story real quick. Cause I remember it was last season. You, it was a Saturday cause you had just pitched on Friday and you went in and I think it might've been Virginia and the, the pitchers were like front squatting like 185 maybe. Oh no, I think it might've been. Oh yeah. yeah it might've been. No, no, no. It wasn't UVA. We played UVA away. It might've been. Virginia. No, we played. Yeah, it might have been Virginia Tech. Maybe Virginia Tech. But I think, yeah, but then you were like squatting like 450 or like you were doing like, uh, yeah, you were doing, uh, not, not RDLs. You were doing, um, oh, what's the, oh, uh, split squats with like 315 or something funny. And you, <laughs> I was just, that, there's, yeah. You, do you remember that story? Oh, yeah. Well, like, I don't know. I think for me, the day, like the day after when you pitch, you know, it's like always a fun, like it's always like a good lift to go heavy because, you know, it's either like you just shoved and like you're feeling really good about yourself. So like, yeah, let's go throw up some weight or like you threw horrible. So it's like, okay, let's go throw up some weight and feel good about ourselves for something. Was that, uh, uh, which, which, which scenario was that one? Uh, the Virginia Tech one, it was kind of a little habsy. You know, I threw really well going into the fifth and then, um, 
And then just the ball didn't quite roll my way in the fifth. And then I had a bad fifth inning. So it kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth, I would say. So it's kind of like a little little bit of both. Like I threw really well getting up to that point, And then the fifth inning happened and then not so good. So then I think it was probably more of like a, I didn't throw well yesterday. Like let's go. Let's go crush this lift kind yeah. of deal. It was a tank top day. Uh, Might have been. <laughs> might have been for the legs i mean just because you got the opposite you got the opposing team in there that's true yeah so you know might have been a tank top day actually though well do you feel like i mean do you, do you feel like that style you know because i mean all four years of college you were doing more heavy compound lift like what do you you know do you feel like all that stuff helped whether it's with mobility or you know tension stuff or um you know, force when you're driving and stuff like that. How do you feel like more mobility, more more band stuff like that help? I think your- there's like a cool way to maybe like do both. Like, you know, I like, like, I think, and also too, but talking like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm young playing baseball and whatnot. And like you talk with like a lot of the older guys who like, who've played for a long time. And, you know, I mean, I've never played more than a, 70 something game season and now i'm in minor leagues and starting you know and this will be like this will be like my first time ever having like 140 in it or 140 games in a season um and so like a bunch of these older guys talk about like how you know like you don't ever want to go like too too heavy on all this stuff because then your body's just going to be like broken down by the end of the year which i can which i can see but I think that there's like a good way to maybe like do both of not like maxing out, but also like pushing yourself like to like a good end range of um, like to a good end range of weight. And then also kind of like incorporating some of those um, some of those other like accessory lifts into it, like where you're like you're kind of like getting more of like the feel for things instead of just kind of like mindlessly doing like some band pull aparts or something. No, for sure. That makes sense. Well, yeah. I want to I want to kind of end talking about something lately that you've also been doing that you're passionate about. I want to talk about your blog for a little bit. So you started a blog a few months ago called Not By Chance, but the the O is a zero. Um, so if you want to look it up, if you type in Not By Chance with an O, it won't pop up, but you have to do... Yeah, it's got to be a zero. It's got to be a zero for the O, pl- slightly for aesthetics, but also for the meaning. So kind of explain the heartbeat behind starting the blog and what have you learned um, kind of heading that up. Well, the funny thing about this zero is, um, <clears throat> uh, there was not an Instagram name. Like, I think I was starting the Instagram before I started the website and there was not an Instagram name for not by chance. Um, so I had to like, I couldn't put like just the, O. so then I was like, Hmm, like, what could I do? So then I put the zero in, and then the zero worked. And then I was like, okay, like, how can I tie this in? And then, you know, it's like a not by chance, like, and I have some other athletes like write blogs as well. And whenever they write, it's like titled, like, like if you were to write one, it'd be not by Christian or not by Connor and stuff like that. Because, you know, it's like the blog isn't written by me. It's not written by Connor. It's not written by you. It's like, these are God's words that he's like writing through us to share with others. So like, that's where kind of like the not by chance came through. And then it's also not by chance that, you know, like that you find yourself on the page that you find yourself reading the blogs that you find yourself um, on the website. Like that's not by chance. And then the zero 
is just like reinforce that it's like zero chance. No, I think it's really cool. I mean, when I when because we had always kind of you know because because you, you had you had written for Sadie's blog in the past, and every mm-hmm. time you wrote, they were they were always super good. We were like you know you should do your own kind of thing then you actually took initiative and started this really cool yeah and plus my well, helped, my helped you with all the graphics and stuff too which really did. helped you out. i had no, i was i was canva challenged <laughs> but now i'm now i'm good on canva though after you know operating it for a couple months but yeah. um but yeah no i think it was just super tough to like start in college because you know i really wanted to start doing it after this last passion of passion 2022 and um and i was like you know i'm gonna like i'm gonna get into it i'm gonna do it and then you know then school takes over and then baseball season comes and then it's just like okay actually i don't really have well i probably had enough time to do it but i was like well like whenever i finally had dead time like i wanted to just not do anything really and then you know then summer came um and I was like, man, this is my first time, like not having to play summer ball, not having to like do any school. Like, I like, I'm just going to enjoy this time. And then I got drafted. And I was like, and then like, I was just kind of focusing more on the, um, like focusing more on like doing baseball again, like back in West Palm and then got moved up to Fredericksburg. Um, and then finally, like this off season was like the time where I've really had like not a whole lot to do except for pretty much just work out. Um, and so, so, um, I was talking about it with Maya one day when we were staying out in Seaside and then we were like, yeah, you know what, let's start this. And so then it was a lot of fun. Um, I've been having a lot of fun doing it. How do you feel like when you write things out, you know, how do you feel like that helps your faith? Uh, well, I think it's cool because like it kind of leads me into a lot of some scripture stuff that I'm not really, I guess like that I would, or like, I guess stuff that I don't really or something that I'm not reading at the time, you know, yeah, or, or, or I try, I try to make a correlation between things and you need a scripture to kind of yeah. bridge the gap to it. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, like if I'm, if I'm like trying to like, like for me, I like, I'm about to do some short stories cause I didn't write a blog this week. Um, cause like, I just really couldn't like think about like what I really wanted to write about. So I'm going to do some short stories this week. Um, and like one person like wanted me to start like, or he was like, like talk about the heart of God and you know it's like obviously I can like list a couple things about like the heart of God like his forgiveness like his love his mercy his grace and that kind of stuff but like for the short stories that I kind of want to write like obviously I'm going to want to go look more into it and like kind of put a little more research than just what I know off the top of my head and so like that's going to lead me into like cool different verses and kind of like get to like teach me some other things about like the heart of God that I might not find. Um, like, you know, I was like looking at some things the other day for it and it was talking about like some verse and numbers and I've never read through the book of numbers, you know? And so it just kind of be stuff like that, like verses that I'll get to read that, um, just kind of like get to teach me new things that I may not read on my own. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, for those listening, uh, I guess to say one more time how, how, how to find it because I know you have an Instagram then you have a website yep so it's just not by chance with a zero um, that's our Instagram page not by chance and then the website is not by chance.com with Ooh, a got, zero again the instead of the uh, nobody uses the zero man let's do it that's awesome yeah 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 all right and then, and, but, then uh, and then if you're really feeling like you want to follow along you can download the MILB app and 
pay a monthly subscription or a yearly subscription, and you can type in the Wilmington Blue Rocks. And, and view only the away games. And view only the away games, and you can see when Chance is pitching. <laughs> yep, that, that's it. I don't know if you can view the home ones. Well, ho- hopefully soon. You, you said that they're trying hopefully to figure out soon. the technology to do it. So yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's first week. You know, there's going to be some there's going to be some technological things that you know just aren't quite sound yet. You know, not everybody's ready for opening day, opening week. Yet. Yeah, that's so true. So, what is something that you think the audience should know about me? Should know about you? Yes. I don't, I don't know where this is going to go because I, I, I'm... I would say maybe not a lot of people know how fast Christian is. Christian's very fast. Wow. that's I, I thought I thought you were going to flame me. Well, or his excessive love for ketchup whenever he was younger. That's true. I keep, keep him <laughs> there's, coming. There's a picture that we were just looking at the other day. And it was like all of us on a family trip, like me, Christian, our cousins, Xander Hatton, Blakely, our parents and our aunts and uncles. And... Everybody was at the dinner table, and there was no food out yet. And we had a picture of all of us, and Christian just had half of his plate already covered in ketchup, waiting on the food to come out. That is true. And one year, I did have a uh, ketchup cake. Like it wasn't made out of ketchup, but it was like out of a ketchup bottle. Like it was like yeah. a chocolate. Yeah, uh huh. That's because of how much he loved ketchup. I think. I think of one more thing to try to roast me. Your your um, Christian does not have a very good relationship with freeze off. As he had to use that a lot whenever he was younger on his finger. You all my warts. warts? That is the most yeah. random thing. I'm trying to think about something to roast you on. Yeah, we get it. I had warts <laughs> when I was growing up. Yeah, you had a really warty finger. It wasn't just warts. It was a lot of warts on your finger. Okay, we get it. <laughs> all right. Um, what's something else I can roast you on? The wart thing was just so out of left field. No no, ba- no pun intended on the baseball theme. but uh, well, it, was- it was out of left field. That's what makes it funny and random and roasting. Okay, well. Whatever. I sl- I slept on your trundle half our childhood. Maybe you could. Maybe oh, you could. Uh, yeah. That's also a fun fact. A fun fact is, well, actually, an even more fun fact is that once we got to be, once we got like when Christian didn't want to sleep on my trundle because I was like, or like my pullout bed in my room because I was kind of like, you know, he was too he was too cool for like him to come sleep in my room. He pretty much like forced me to come sleep in his room. Um, and so I slept on his pullout bed and then once we kind of got to, I think high school and, you know, and then he was like, okay, like my younger brother's like cool enough now, you know, I'll go sleep in his room every night. Yeah. Well, speaking of high school, you believed in Santa Claus till high school. So no, till middle school. uh, We'll we'll end on on that through middle school. Don't even try and lie. It was at least eighth grade. No, it was middle school. I think it was like sixth. No, it was, it was higher than sixth grade. Whatever. Anyways, kids can dream. Mom and dad also never told me. Chance, yeah. well, thanks for thanks for being a recurring guest, a reoccurring guest. You know that we're of course you know that we're cheering you on, and we love you. So thanks for joining me. I loved, I love anytime we get a chance to talk because it's uh, encouraging me and uplifting, but it's also just fun because uh, fun. Yeah, we just we we mesh well together. Yeah, we do. It's like we were brothers. We're just brothers. <laughs> <laughs>